I got COVID. Tested. Te I tested. I got tested for COVID. Don't. <laughs> you thought I had COVID. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got tested for COVID because I'm getting surgery in three days. I'm actually getting two surgeries, technically. Uh, but I'm going to tell you guys what I'm doing about it for type 1 diabetes and why I'm not worried at all. Let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so this is a crazy week for us. Uh, we drove down to San Diego Friday night, my wife and I, in preparation for staying in San Diego for a full week with my parents because I'm getting surgery on Thursday. So uh, this, is, this is a long time coming, and I'll give you guys the 30,000-foot view. Right? I'm not going to give you the detailed story. No need to uh, go on as to what's really going on, but essentially I need to get two operations done. Okay, and the good news is that they're gonna do both of them in the same operation. I think that's the correct terminology. It's like two surgeries in one operation, I don't know. Basically, they're getting two things done while I'm asleep once. I'm like, cool, I can wake up and have two problems solved? Love it, <laughs> let's do that one. Um, unfortunately, it will leave one, possibly three scars, and I'm not stoked about that. Uh, for those of you who might know, uh, I do some modeling, some acting, and uh, it's some scars that are going to be on my stomach, and I'm not super stoked about that. And so I procrastinated for a bit, and unfortunately, <laughs> I procrastinated too long. And here's the thing, you should never procrastinate anything that you know needs to get done. Why? Because sometimes you mess up and then it's too late. And that's what happened to me. So I was told I had roughly five months to get this surgery done. And he was like, look, it's not an urgent thing, but you should probably get it done in the next five months, okay? And I was like, cool. I got work stuff that I gotta do, right? Like I got some, some shirtless photo shoots that I gotta take care of, and I was actually filming some fitness videos, and I was like, I, I don't wanna have a, a new scar on my stomach if I'm filming shirtless videos. And um, got to the, the three-month marker, and COVID hit. <laughs> I was like, crap. I called up and I was like, hey, uh, are you guys still doing surgeries? And they were like, nope, call us back in three months. I was like, duh. But I'm supposed to get it done before then. And they were like, sorry. I was like, oh, shoot. So now, today, we're sitting at 10 months <laughs> since I was told to get surgery, which means I'm five months late beyond when you were supposed to have it done by. Because uh, I was calling in and they had to put me on a wait list for the surgery. And I was like, ah, crap, what am I supposed to do, right? Now, as many of you guys know, uh, type 1 diabetics, us in general, we have, we're, we got like the sexiest bodies of all time. I don't know if you knew that, but like being diabetic makes you more attractive. It's a fact. It's totally factual. Uh, I found it to be true. Like, I, it's like the superpower. It really is. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to add a scar. To this awesome diabetic body, right? Uh, but ultimately, I had to get over my own my insecurities for being real. And I was like, "Look, what's a scar if it's overall health, right?" I need to take action. So I called in, got on the wait list, 
Two months later, I get a phone call and they're like, hey, come on in, we're ready for you. And I was like, all right, let's do this thing. But they wanted me to get tested for COVID first and then run some blood tests and then get an EKG and do all this other thing. So that's why we're down here for a full week, right? And with this full week today, as I'm filming this, I actually just got back from getting blood work done for the surgery. I was like, can I tack on other blood work? And they're like, sure. And I was like, can I tack on an A1C? And they're like, sure. And they also ran an EKG test. And then I got tested for the COVID, right? I love how people call it the COVID these days. <laughs> I'm like, it's COVID-19, it's COVID. And they're like, it's the COVID. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, but I got tested for that. That was one heck of an experience, honestly. I knew kind of what to experience, but that was still a shocker. Was, they're like, okay, <laughs> it's gonna feel kind of weird and uh, it's gonna sting a little bit. And they were right. It was one of the weirdest feelings ever and I filmed it for you. So if you, <laughs> if you haven't watched that video yet, go on YouTube and search uh, T1D gets COVID tested or something like that, or I don't know. Just go on our channel at FTF Warrior, look for that video. It's comical watching my face squirm. I'm just like, oh gosh, ah, it's in my nose. Uh, but it's all good, got back home and uh, everything's clear as far as I know. It takes a couple days for those labs to come back, right? But I'll get back into the story. So, uh, and this episode has to be a little bit shorter, I know, because I got some more uh, client, some T1D, type 1 diabetic clients. I love getting on those calls. Um, but I got like 10 minutes. So, um, getting surgery later this week, and a lot of people are asking me if I'm nervous about getting surgery, right? And I think that in general, people get nervous about surgery, right? You're getting under, going under the knife. You are being put to sleep. You are getting something done that is risky, right? There is no surgery that has no risk at all. There's always some risk involved. And when I first went into the consultation with the, the surgeon, he was like, all right, here's the, the list of risks. I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> that's a lot. And he was like, listen, I'll be real with you. This is every known risk, right? We have to tell you this. The chance of these things happening, very, very small, very minimal. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I understand there are risks involved, and since mine could eventually lead into something that could be life-threatening, I'd rather just take care of it now, right? And uh, and say our prayers before going into surgery. So going in, there are risks, and that makes people nervous. But I also realize this, and I want you to kind of think about this for yourself as well. If we spend our time stressing out about something that we have no control over, what does that do? Nothing, nothing good, for sure. Uh, it puts us in a position where we're adding stress to the, uh, the situation itself without giving us any benefit. That whole anxiety thing, right? You're, you're giving more power to the fear than it should have over you. And the fact of the matter is, I have zero control over the outcome of this surgery, zero. I am putting 100% of my faith in this surgeon. That's heavy to think about, right? There's nothing I can do. I don't know how to perform surgery. I know nothing about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, I know how to use a knife, but like even that, I don't know how to use a knife on my own human flesh. No, there's, <laughs> I know nothing. And it's 100% in his control. So it does me no good to stress out over it. In fact, if I start stressing now, my blood sugars are gonna be elevated, right? Cortisol, I don't wanna deal with elevated blood sugars going into a surgery. So instead, what can I do? I can react accordingly, right? I can choose how I react. I'm gonna react calmly, 
logically, like what can I do to prep for the surgery? So I've been asking them, I got off the phone today, they finally gave me my surgery time and kind of where it's at and what to do for prep, when I can and can't eat, what I'm supposed to eat. Uh, so I can, I can spend time planning that out. What I've also chosen to do is kind of plan out my schedule, my strategy for keeping blood sugars in stable, uh, in stable range. Now, the reason I, I want to go over that a little bit today is uh, a lot of people are nervous about surgery in general, but type 1 diabetes, that adds the next level of stress, right? Uh, especially for someone who's uncontrolled versus controlled. So it, for someone who's uncontrolled going into surgery, that can be a very scary thing. And oftentimes they will not do surgery on you until you get your blood sugars under control because they recognize that puts a whole nother level of risk on the surgeon to perform when you're not even gonna be stable as a patient. So being controlled with your blood sugars, it gives you this whole new level up on life. It gives you uh, like a cheat code in a video game. You know what I mean? Like life as a diabetic gets really difficult and it gets really frustrating when you don't have controlled blood sugars. Right? You start experiencing other complications that are outside of what we're even told of. Right? You're told when you're diagnosed the, the limb loss, the kidney failure, the loss of eyesight and fingers and all that stuff. But they don't tell you about how you know, hair loss can come as a result of bad blood sugar. They don't tell you about ED. Well, sometimes they do. They don't tell you about the stress levels of your job where you can't complete a normal daily task because your blood sugars are keep going way out of range. They don't tell you that going into surgery or getting pregnant or any of these things are nearly impossible if you're not controlled, right? So controlling your blood sugars as a diabetic gives you that step up, that ability to just go about your life as if it were normal. I know that for me, for a long time, all I wanted was to be normal, right? When I was first diagnosed, I hated the fact that I had diabetes. I was like, I just want to be normal. I tell my parents that I just want to be normal. I don't care about being special or living some glamorous lifestyle, I just want normalcy. And the first step towards that, although let's be real, normal's boring, you should stand out, be yourself. The first step towards living that normal life is controlling your blood sugars. And for me, going into surgery knowing that my blood sugars are going to cooperate lifts 99% of the stress off of me, right? Realizing that I don't have to worry about what if I go low during the surgery, right? What if I go low before the surgery and I have to eat a bunch of food? I don't have to worry about that. I am so tightly controlled that I can plan out my day beforehand and be like, okay, I wanna be at this range-ish before going into my surgery and, uh, and that way I don't have to consume any extra food and mess up my digestive tract during the surgery because anesthesia, anesthesia? I think I'm saying it right. Uh, can mess up your digestive tract and make you constipated. So that's why you're not supposed to eat food beforehand because when you eat and then you go into surgery and they shut down your whole body to do the surgery, the food just sits there and it can get stuck and it doesn't feel good. So um, I learned that one from a surgery when I was in fourth grade. Maybe it was a sixth grade one. I've had a couple surgeries, lots of scars, lots of stitches. His life sometimes. Um, anyways, I wanted to walk over my strategy with you guys briefly and kind of give you an idea of what we think when we look over going into these situations. So today was labs, today was testing for uh, the COVID, right? And in doing so, I give the surgeons more confidence in my ability to go through the surgery, right? They're testing my A1C, they wanna see where I'm at. 
they're testing to see if I have this disease. What do they call it? Yeah, I think it's a disease, COVID, right? Um, and they're running a number of other tests on my blood to make sure everything looks good and that they can run everything smoothly. Now, my job leading up into this is to make sure my blood sugars do what they do what I want them to do so that I can follow their rules for not eating, right? For only doing clear liquids at a certain time, for going into surgery with a stable blood sugar and making sure that they don't have to worry about my blood sugars during the surgery so they can focus on the surgery. So this is my responsibility. And honestly, if you guys aren't taking responsibility of your blood sugars, whatever you're seeing as a result is your own fault. I'm just gonna be blunt about that. I used to be like that. I used to blame my blood sugars on just life sucks, right? And oh, it's just not fair. And this is not my responsibility because I, I shouldn't have to deal with this. That's not, I'm about to get off on a rant. <laughs> Let's take a step back. Take responsibility for what's going on in your own life. I don't care if it's your fault because life doesn't care. Whatever you've been dealt with, deal with it, right? You might have been dealt an inopportune hand of cards, but play it, play it through. Anyways, my strategy, <laughs> finally getting into it, for going into this, uh, this whole thing, initially I was going in blind. I didn't know what the schedule was. I don't know if it was morning or afternoon. And now that I have that information, I can plan even more specifically. But what I want to do is make sure I'm in range by the time I go into surgery, that I limit external variables and we'll talk about those in a second, but getting into surgery in range, for me, easiest way to do that is keep things consistent, right? Uh, if I normally get up at 7 a.m., which I do, on surgery day, am I gonna wake up at two in the morning? No, <laughs> unless I absolutely have to. So instead, what I'm gonna do is keep things consistent, right? And I know my audio might have just changed a little bit in the video. <laughs> my camera just ran out of memory because I filmed too much. So what I'm doing is keeping things consistent, right? I'm gonna continue exercising. I'm going to continue eating similar macronutrient type meals, right? I'm not gonna switch from low carb to high carb the day before a surgery. I'm gonna keep it consistent from what I've been doing, keep up with my workout routines, especially because I'm gonna to have to take a break from working out, probably for the next week, maybe two, as I recover from a surgery. Uh, and three, since I'm on an insulin pump that I have the ability to set temporary basils, I'm going to use those to my uh, benefit. Okay, instead of having to consume extra carbs, I'm gonna set my targets for probably 130, 150, instead of that 100, 110 that I usually go for. So going through the night, I'll make sure I stay around that 100, 110 range. But as soon as I wake up, I'm gonna set my target a little bit higher because I wanna make sure I don't have to consume extra calories going into the surgery. That way I can stay around that 140, maybe 150 marker throughout the surgery, not have to give them anything to worry about and it gives me more peace of mind knowing that I can go to sleep and wake up again with stable blood sugars. Now, talk with your surgeon, okay? Talk with the anesthesiologist. My sister gave me a great recommendation. She's a type one diabetic as well. She's a nurse, so she knows all the ins and outs. She goes, Matt, make sure you ask them not to use any steroids, okay? The steroids sometimes they use are for uh, faster recovery, help you not feel nauseous. And her and I both agree, I'd rather feel a little bit nauseous then have to deal with sky high blood sugars as a result as a result of taking steroids, right? So, what I want to challenge you today is: a, are you controlled enough to have full confidence going into any situation? Your blood sugars. Can you go through a surgery and not have to worry about it? Can you go uh, shopping for food, into an exercise routine, travel around the world? Can you do these things without stressing too much? If you are not 100% certain that you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and have your blood sugar stay at least 
relatively in range, right? And so it's not the, the four, the front focus of your mind. If you have any doubt about your ability to keep blood sugars stable and predictable, I want you to go to diabetesinaction.com, okay? There's a training there that I did for free. I did it recently. And the reason I want you to head there right now is because that training, we're taking it down. It's not gonna be there in the near future. In fact, as soon as I am done recovering, uh, we're gonna switch out that website a bit and that training's gonna be gone forever. So if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend go and watch it. It's about an hour long. Grab a notepad and uh, learn something new. I go into my strategies for how I stay stable and in range with my blood sugars and also how I predict, you heard me right, predict where blood sugars are gonna go through any exercise, activity, or meal. So I got a client call literally in two minutes. Got to give them a call. And uh, at the end of that webinar, if you're looking at how you can become one of my clients and get into one of our programs, there's an invite for an application. I do not work with everyone. It's not a guarantee. But if you want to work with me, that is the first step in doing so. Okay, so go watch that training before we take it down. It's going to be down soon. Uh, if it's still up, good. Watch it quick, right? Uh, that's going to be at diabetesinaction.com. Go watch it. Enjoy it. And uh, if you ever want to share these episodes, screenshot them. Let me know what you're watching, what you're listening to. Tag me at FTF Warrior, and I will repost it. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it, right? Have a great day. Go to diabetesinaction.com and keep up the fight.